Sometimes the fun begins when the paved road ends. Chevy Silverado 2500 HD is made to work hard and play hard on the road or off. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details and experience life in HD. Welcome to Apparently, the podcast for absolutely average parents. I'm Ann Johnsos. And I'm Tracy Weiner. Ann and I have been friends for a very long time at WGN. Yeah, we started here in the 90s. I produced Bob Collins and Roy Leonard. And I produced Spike and Cochran. So we spent our 20s as wing women for each other. And it didn't work out very well. But then it did. And we found the right guys and we stood up in each other's weddings. And then we had babies within weeks of each other. And we went from producers to reproducers. We make it look easy. Which brings us to this podcast. We want to talk about topics that intrigue us and you and provide some knowledge to other average parents. We're average. We're not experts. So we'll tackle these topics with people who know what they're doing. Yeah, we get the experts. And I fully expect to embarrass myself along the way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we already have. So welcome to Apparently. We make it look easy. We make it look good. When everybody sees it, they stop and take a look. So apparently every single human being on the planet is playing Fortnite, except for my 10 year old son. First of all, I like the fact that you're not prone to hyperbole. (laughs) Um. No, literally like every single human being is playing this game and he is telling me every single day that he is the only person not playing it and is grinding on me every single day on the playground when he comes out of school. Mom, they're talking about it at recess. They're talking about it in math. They're talking about it at lunch. They're teaming up together. They're doing, and it's just constantly, that's all he's talking about. And it's driving me bonkers. Okay, so let's take it back a step because when we talked about this subject, I had no idea what Fortnite was. I did a little research because, of course, I have to. But so, and I have girls. So, and my girls are nine and 11, almost 12. But I asked them both about it. And they're like, that is idiotic. <laughs> like, they, they have no interest in it. They say, oh, the boys all play it. It's dumb. So tell me what it is, okay, and or tell the, the listeners what it is, and why you're opposed to it, because I've heard from a number of people who like it. Yes, I'm sure there are. <laughs> uh, Fortnite is a game, it's free, and you can play it on your gaming system, like PlayStation or Xbox, or you can play it on your iPhone or Android. Um, and so I think that's part of the appeal. But um, basically, the premise of the game is that there's been an apocalypse, the storm, and 98% of the human beings have been just eliminated. eliminated. And um, so these zombies are coming back to attack the remaining survivors. And so it's kind of what I've heard is kind of a mix between Minecraft and Hunger Games. Right. And so, because I, I read that too, and the idea is that you have to, in order to survive, you have to kill everyone else, right? Yes. Yes. And my son is continually telling me that it is a cartoon-like game and that there's no blood and guts. Mom, mom, it's not like, yes, there's guns, but it's not like there's blood and gore everywhere. So it's it's okay. So it's cute killing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes, that, that's... That's how he's trying to spin it. Um, and so I guess the kids are playing it and they're face. So this, this is another element to it. They're FaceTiming each other, like all the boys. My, my daughter's in sixth grade. And the boys are all FaceTiming each other from their basements or wherever they're playing it and strategizing because they're either teaming up 
or that you can have in teams or uh, foursomes or, or pairs. And so they're talking through their FaceTime while they're playing it because not everyone is playing it on a gaming system with a headset. Right. Do the girls play? No. Game? Our girls don't. Yeah, no. My girls are like, what? Yeah. I mean, Kate is not into uh, video games, but but my son is. Well, so. and that's the thing. And and also, I think many of these boys will still be in their basements when they're 35, playing the same games, living with their mothers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ethan, you'll be fine. Um, all right. So, and I think we're going to talk to uh, our guest in a second. But I, one thing I'm hearing is that that part, the socialization, is kind of cool. I think that's part of the appeal. I think that's what Ethan, you know, because obviously they're all talking about it in the lunchroom. So it's like being the only one not on the baseball team. I've. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> I'm just. Fe- I'm, let's bring really? in the guest. Let's bring oh my in the gosh. Guest. So to talk about Fortnite, we're going to. We're bringing in Laura Tierney. Uh, she's a founder and president of the Social Institute. And this company um, is teaching students and parents nationwide positive ways to handle social media. Because in essence, this game is has a social media component to it. Absolutely. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Thank you both for having me. Uh, Thanks for taking the time. So, Laura, why do you think this game is so popular? Fortnite is the perfect storm of features that would make a teen or tween, you know, want to socialize with their friends. I mean, like you said, It's a free game. It's a last man standing game. You get to socialize with with your friends who are also playing it in the multiplayer version of the game, which is called Battle Royale. And, you know, technology in general, if you take a step back, this this video game uh, is a way that so many teens and tweens socialize today through through gaming, through texting, through social media. And, um, and it, yeah, it is, it's sweeping the nation by storm. I've read, now these are extreme cases, but I've read where kids are playing it all night, late night, and that they're falling asleep in class. I've, I even read an article somewhere that um, the kids are playing it in school, and it's, it's struggling, the Wi-Fi in schools is yeah. struggling because they're all on the Wi-Fi yeah. playing it. You know what? Epic Games, who, who produced the game, says it typically takes between 75 to 150 hours to get through all 100 levels of Fortnite. And so they're going to want to play it wherever they can, whether it is school or late at night. I think that, you know, it comes back to you're the parent at the end of the day and you help set the standard with your child. You know, if, if if you do say game on to Fortnite, what standards do your family does your family have in order to best manage it? Because it's kind of like opening up the candy store, right? To to a kid, and that's not a totally bad thing. It's just helping them balance it. So, Laura, one thing you you just mentioned with Epic Games. One of the articles I read, and it was a, a, against Fortnite, was the idea that they are trying to create. And not an addictive situation, but they're trying to create something that requires a lot of time. They are trying to mm-hmm. get kids involved for the 175 hours or whatever. And a lot of parents are like, hey, dudes, back off. We don't want our kids to be mm-hmm. playing it that much. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what's what's a good way to 
let a kid, and I'm not saying anyone has to let her, her <laughs> son play, but what, what would be a good way to say, all right, here's the deal. We're going to do, like, I hear one of the games can last about 20 minutes, or it can last one minute when you get killed right away. But could you say, listen, we're going to have 20 minutes, and you can play for 20 minutes. And at the end of that 20 minutes, like you finish the game you're in, and then we're done. And is that mm-hmm. is that something that will would give the kid like yay or would that make the kid like just want more sure that's a great question how do you strike a balance with Fortnite? i think there's a lot of adults that could use these kids too by the way not just not just kids my husband i i our team at uh the social institute we work with students and families around the country and after huddling with kids we really aligned on what i think are three excellent approach, you know, strategies to have a child strike a balance while playing Fortnite because it is how they socialize. So how can we help them socialize, allow them to socialize, but socialize in a very, you know, healthy way where they're still balancing their other priorities. And, and, um, and so three tips that we have. The first tip is that before your son or daughter uh, were to play this game or, you know, say if they're on the edge of maybe getting a social media account, whether it's Fortnite or anything else, social media and, and what our team calls social, we recommend sitting down with your child and talking about the standards that they're going to be held accountable to whenever they dive into this game or any other game or any other social media platform in general. And that what our team dreamt up with students is uh, uh, an agreement. And on our website, thesocialinstitute.com, it's, it's called our Family Social Standards Agreement. And you identify what, what standards your family has, not just the child, but what standards does the family have. And you, you talk about those and sign this agreement, um, as well as the, the parents and, you know, and the siblings sign this agreement. And there, it's really, you know, what are your core values as a family in the 21st century with technology? And all of you are held accountable to that, to that agreement. And we find that students are much more likely to live up to standards than to constantly feel like they're talked down to and obey rules. So that's, Point number one. Wait, so Laura, so you have a template on your site that we could go to, right? Does it ask the parents to, like, you know, because I'm thinking now as someone who uses social media, that the parents might have to agree not to share certain things that the children say or do or pictures. Is that part of it, too? Yes. Yes. So you are spot on. The students started telling us, well, my family, my, my mom is constantly telling me to balance my video game, but whenever I come downstairs in the morning, get ready for <laughs> school, she's on her phone emailing and working, and she doesn't strike a balance, so why do I have to? And students are noticing these double standards. That, <laughs> oh, we are so guilty. Right? <laughs> But, but the students are, um, they're noticing it, and I think that's, that's where it's so great to come together as a family to sit down around the table and say, okay, we're all in on this, sort of a, a one-team, one-dream mentality, and, and what can we all agree to do? And that way, when you go to ask your son to stop playing Fortnite, you're coming at it from a place of, well, I also have to balance time in the morning, so I do that for you you know, you're part of this team. Um, so that's, 
That's something that we find is so effective with students, standards over rules, family standards over, you know, just rules. And that's really a spin on the, you know, tech contract these days. Think about it. So many families have only their kids signing this contract, and it's all about what they will not do. And it takes a very negative approach. What if we flip the script and talked about what we will do, but it's it starts with we. It's, it's That's not so us. hard. But so, such a great idea, though. It's looking at it from a different point of view. I, I definitely, because I know in my household, guilty, um, that my kids would be like, you're constantly saying, don't do this, don't do this, as opposed to talking about what they can do or, or just turning the narrative around a little bit. Because I'm always saying, you can't do this or you can't go, you can't have Instagram, you can't have this. And it, I think that's probably a, t- a turn off immediately for my kids. Yeah, I mean, I grew up playing sports and a lot. And I think back to my, you know, my coaches, some of my best coaches saying, you know, imagine if they constantly said, Laura, don't throw the ball this way. Don't pass it that way. Don't shoot it that way. I'd be standing on the field thinking, well, what should I do. And social, you know, the world of social media is no different, which includes Fortnite, which includes Snapchat, which in, which includes Instagram. Let's start in coaching our kids on what to do rather than you know, what not to do. You mentioned three sort of three points, uh, how to approach this. And that was sort of number one mm-hmm. was this agreement. What's number two? Number two is uh, particularly with Fortnite. So each game, as you know, is 20 minutes long and so naturally as a parent it's so easy to say well you get you get 10 minutes or you get 20 minutes or you get 30 minutes of video game time after your homework of course after your priorities are done whether that is Wednesday night or Saturday morning but with Fortnite, these kids see it not as minutes but as games you get one game or you get two games or you get three games and that that those three games you know could be max 60 minutes uh if they're doing really well and that's exciting and if it if they don't do as well it could be as soon as you know 20 minutes minutes of of, (laughs) three minutes of play but i would encourage parents to think about it that way as games not minutes uh, and that plays into, you know, how, how Fortnite, uh, you know, kind of talks and speaks to gamers as well. Yeah, I was going to say, that applies to not just Fortnite, um, because my son also likes um, Clash Royale. Is, it, mm-hmm. is that another game on his phone? And, you know, I'm like, okay, we have to leave for baseball or something. And he's like, hold on. You know, it's not like watching something, a video on YouTube, and you can just turn you know, stop, pause the YouTube video, like he's in the middle of a game. So it's not as simple to stop. And I read one account where where a kid said, listen, when you make me stop, I'm deserting my teammates because it is a social thing where they're paired or they're in they're in teams. So if you yank him out, like the teammates are going to die. Then they get hosed. Yeah. yeah a- <laughs> so you got to think beyond yourself here, Trace. Okay. <laughs> Well, you bring up a good point, though, about priorities. I think, you you know, he was going to head to practice. I think that's important. You know, what what are they doing next? Do they have 20 minutes to play or do they really have 10 minutes? Because this is also something that should not take over their extracurricular activities and, and other things that they're doing in their life. So it is a matter of, you know, when they press the on button. 
And going into summertime, like that's one battle just with all games and online things is like when it's beautiful out, we're in Chicago. So (laughs) there's a very small window of opportunity to go outside. And it's just it just bothers me when they want and choose to sit on their devices as opposed to going and riding their bikes. And I'm going to sound like my mother right now, but (laughs) but -hmm. when they could be going outside. Well, I think that would be part of a question to answer in your family standards agreement is what does a day look like before you get to turn on that video game or what what does a, a full day look like for example we have some some 13 year old boy you know who are filling out this agreement saying you know i'm gonna make sure i get outside for 60 minutes you know i'll hang out with a friend uh, you know physically in person no gaming and then i you know, if I do all these things, you know, then I could game for an hour, you know, or two hours uh, interrupted, assuming everything else is done. I think that's the the point is that this doesn't take over all other priorities and socialization and experiences to a great day, uh, to a full day. It's but it it could be part of it, you know, for a younger student today. Makes sense. And then that third, that third tip, too, is, you know, so you talked about what the standards are before they play. That is so important, too, before they play, not after they're already playing. Before they play or before they get a phone or before they get another social media app, then you're, you know, here's how many, here's how long you can play for. It's one game or two games or three games. My third tip is when they're playing and when it's time to disconnect, you are the parent at the end of the day and it is your call uh, and it might feel like they're abandoning teammates, and, uh, but, but you're the parent at the end of the day. And, and one way that we recommend you know, communicating it's time to get off is eye-to-eye contact. Oh, that's you know, key. It's not, it's not yelling from the kitchen saying, 10 more minutes, and they nod their head, not knowing what number you just said at all. Uh, and Nod I their head? I'd love if they nodded their head at me. Like, normally, it's actually, they're deaf. They just don't even hear what I'm saying. I could be running around the house with $100 bills taped to my body, and they wouldn't even notice. They, like, literally, they are so into, engrossed in what they're doing. Their devices. That, oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. So eye contact is huge. And going, whether it's, you know, you heading up to there, they have to turn around depending on, of course, where the gaming unit is placed. But, you know, there's one mom that does it so well. You know, she'll go up and, you know, kind of do this eye-to-eye contact mode with her son. And her son has to look her in the eye and repeat the number of minutes that she just said or, you know, the number of games that he has left. And that's what allows that child to process, okay, I really do have one more game rather than being oblivious to the amount of minutes that you just said. Yeah, acknowledgement, a buy-in, so to speak. That's right. That's right. So do you think Fortnite... I'm guilty of that, too. I don't know, you guys, when you're in a... When you're swept up in a passion project and you're in front of your computer just typing away, my husband, the other night said something to me and I was so overwhelmed in this project and so captivated by it that I just kind of nodded and a few minutes later he's like did you hear that I just said five minutes and I I was like no I had zero idea how much time he just said 
So I, I think that eye-to-eye contact is, is so important. And also, Laura, I, I do a lot of computer editing and stuff like that. So I'm, I've got headphones on. So sometimes you really don't hear when someone says five minutes. So that eye-to-eye contact right. would be very helpful if the kids are immersed with headphones on, too. Is, it, is Fortnite something they use headphones for? Absolutely. Okay. So there's two types of... I don't know. We don't know. Of, yes, there's two types of... Uh, there's two types of modes for Fortnite, which is really important for parents to know. The, the first mode, the first single-player mode, which is called Save the World, came out late last year. And then the second mode, which is the multiplayer mode uh, Battle called Royale. Battle Royale, that is typically you know, where they'll be wearing headphones as they're chatting with others and hearing footsteps behind them. I mean, the game is built around audio, so... It is important, eye-to-eye contact, whether they have headphones on or not. A side note to that, and I know Tracy has a, a bigger question, but um, can people, can strangers contact them? Because it's one thing if they're playing with their friends from school, and, I, you know, and of course my kids don't play yet, but um, but if someone who, whom I don't know contacts them and wants to play, that's a different bag of worms. Yes, you can play with friends, you can play with family, you can play with strangers. Of course, the students... You know, students always have the option to mute the chat and not participate in, you know, conversations by strangers. One scenario, though, that if if your child is playing multi multiplayer, we believe it's so important for us to proactively equip students rather than restrict them or or scare them away from different scenarios that they might encounter. One scenario that you might encounter if you are younger and playing Fortnite is playing possibly with with someone who you've never met before and they ask you, well, how old are you? Or, you know, where do you live? And I would re- recommend every parent run their child through that scenario on the, on the spot and ask them, you know, what do you do? in this scenario and you're not allowed to coach them through don'ts and they're not allowed to give you an answer that includes a don't for example oh just don't share my info or don't i want to know what your son or daughter would do Hmm. and i'm curious if if you were in that scenario what what would you do in that moment interesting and what should they do what do you think no don'ts what do do you think they should do i would say um, do not do not (laughs) (laughs) Um, so if so, if say my daughter is playing and an adult contacts her, I would hope that she would say, "I prefer to remain anonymous and go away." <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Like, what, I mean, what I she, don't know what's the right answer, Laura. Well, I, I, there's so many. I mean, of course, depending on the kid's personality, but some kids will tell us. I'll just say, um, you know, I, I don't share, I'm not you know, okay with sharing that type of, of info here. Or like you said, you know, I, I you know, prefer to not share that type of info. Another student would say, I'll immediately, you know, mute the chat so I don't have to answer questions like that. Another student uh, said, well, I would respond with a really vague answer, like, the United States or the East Coast. And my name is, I live. my name is John. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and then we, we coach students on, you know, one and done, one and done. If they ask one question, 
they're done. They don't get to have a second question or a third question, right? Because people like that, if they keep following up with questions, something is fishy and you don't want to just keep you know, showing them that you're okay with answering it. Even if it's a lie, a lie or not, it, it doesn't get them away. <laughs> from because isn't the game... Isn't the game, Laura, it's like 100 people are playing the game at a time, right? It goes from 100 right. people to, to one. So That's right. my kids don't know 100 people that are playing it at the same So they're obviously going to be playing with somebody that they don't know. Is that always the case, Laura? I think it, it varies. I think it varies by, by peer group. There are schools out there where they're organizing, you know, battles of you know, a hundred students wow. at the school, but it, it is more likely, yes, that there could be other others joining this game of theirs, not at their school. If a kid mutes the, you know, the stranger, does that, then that kid mutes all the other players too. So then therefore the social interaction that the child was seeking no longer exists. That's right. And that's fine. They can still make it to number one <laughs> with that said. I mean, again, I think we're just, they're going to be thrown into a whole different range of scenarios as they're using social platforms, Fortnite, Instagram, Snapchat, you name it. I think it's about how we proactively equip them. And there's pros and cons to muting the group chat for sure. But I think in that situation, the pros outweigh the cons, you know, in that moment. And, the, and a student needs to see they outweigh the pros that do outweigh the cons if you're muting someone who keeps coming at you with personal questions like that. Sure. Do you think that Fortnite is a is a flash in the pan? Do you think that this is like just like the Pokemon Go of right now? Goodness, I guess this is I feel like Pokemon Go times a thousand. It seems this is a cultural phenomenon that has I feel like never been seen before in the world of video gaming. Fortnite continues to release new features, you know, new new cosmetic upgrades that you can buy. It's certainly not going away anytime soon. More and more celebrities are playing and streaming their games on Twitch, which is the live streaming platform for mm-hmm. most video games. It's kind of like the, you know, what the Food Network is to cooking is that to to video the world of video gaming. I'm not and surprised. Not I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> also, I've heard that professional athletes and rappers here, like they 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 do these Fortnite dances and their videos of right. famous people oh doing the dances. God. Yeah, it's it's pervasive. That's right. Yeah, that's right. There there's college football players that when they score a touchdown, you know, they're doing Fortnite dances. So. It's not it's not going away anytime soon. Darn. And there I'm sure there's other video game companies that are seeing the success of this and they want to build the next Fortnite. And so to bring it back to I, to those three points about family standards agreement, time management with video gaming and eye to eye contact and you know effective communication that gets through their brick wall of focus. Uh, I think it comes back to how how do we proactively equip our kids? Because, it, you know, if it's not Fortnite in a year or two from now, it'll be a different game for sure. And do our kids have the skills to navigate this world of, of gaming and all the scenarios that they'll be thrown into? Well, Laura, thank you so much for um, being with us and kind of helping us talk through the points. Um, now I have to go talk to my husband about <laughs> 
this because I don't think that my son is really going to give up on this. So um, mm-hmm. ignoring it and burying my head in the sand is not, and hoping it just goes away is probably not the best tactic because he's pretty yeah. vigilant about asking for it. So, And I'd say on, on my side, even without Fortnite, your tips for social media in general are helpful. My, my 11-year-old is on Instagram. You know, she's got like two people she follows or whatever, but I need to sit down with her. And, and she's just started, so I think I... I I think the horse has not completely left the barn or whatever the yeah. expression is, but to talk to her about what she might encounter and equip her rather than give her a bunch of don'ts. So that was super helpful for me. Excellent. Well, I think it helps out in the our kids. It helps them in the short, short term and, and long term because... Yeah, social media is not going away. <laughs> so, Thank you so much. Laura Tierney, uh, founder and president of the Social Institute. I really appreciate your time. Thank you both for having me. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. All right. All right you're going to talk to your husband. Mm-hmm. I think you might be on the losing end of this argument. I think so. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. I know, but, you know, I think I think about just how all the articles I see about... Um, and just talking to all the moms at soccer games and stuff, how obsessive they get. I think that part of it, maybe it's because I know that I can be obsessive about things. That a bit. seeing, yeah, seeing that that's a potential, just another thing for him to obsess about. Because um, it's kind of um, the the way the game is set up. You know, you're going from a hundred to one. There's like in all the games that my son plays, he's like, but I oh I might. Just one more time, because I might. And they say that near miss is the addicting part, right? That yeah. when, when you just barely win, or you don't win, then you need to go back. Yeah, it's like gambling. They're like, oh, but just one more yeah. hand at blackjack. I might, I might win the, <laughs> the yeah. whole thing. And we didn't talk about the element that there are, while it's a free game, there are in-game purchases that can be made. And whether they're upgrading their costumes or their loot boxes, I don't even know what these things are, but kids can purchase things. And that's one one article I read talked about having that be the carrot you dangle. So you say, listen, if you want a new skin is what they call it, the costume, you can, then I want you to do, you know, I want you to paint the fence or whatever, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wax on, wax on. Exactly. What, paint the fence. But, but you dangle that as a reward. And so then they have some incentive to stay in, stay in line with your family values. I don't know. Oh, All right, I, I gotta take wait the to head out it. of the sand, I guess. It's not going away. I can't wait to hear this. Now, you, you know what's going to happen. He's going to start playing. Then my little girls will start playing. They'll be playing with each other because yeah. they already And they'll each FaceTime other. each other. Yeah. yeah. I see the future, Anne. Yeah, I do too. It's bleak. (laughs) All right. So apparently, your son will no longer be the only one in the universe who's not playing Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yep. All right. Well, next time, maybe we'll have one that ends better for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Anne. Thanks for listening to Apparently, everybody. We make it look easy. We make it look good. When everybody's Take a look.